0: I am here this morning with three of our boys that are part of our seventh and eighth grade small group. They are truly the future of the church and I'm just anxious to hear what they have to say about why the church is important. As seventh grade and eighth grade boys, why does church matter? The friends that we get here and like how we can like open up to them and they won't just like blurt it out to everyone. They'll keep it a secret. So it feels like a safe place? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What about you, John? I really like seeing my friends on Sundays. Do you do a lot more outside of Sundays? Do you come to other things? Yeah, like middle mayhems uh-huh. or core group. Yeah. Asher, why is church important to you? I get to connect with lots of different people mm-hmm. and meet new people. Church feels important because it gives you your community as a seventh and eighth grader trying to find your place in your people. So this is a safe place that provides that. Now, why do you think the church is important to the world? So that people can like spread the news, spread the gospel mm-hmm. and tell everyone and so that everyone can have that kind of like hope. Like Keller said, just to know like about Jesus. And I think it's pretty cool because like we help other people so then we can like share the gospel while we're helping people. And so people are able to see the light of Jesus through the way we serve them. And so the church matters that way, absolutely. Even as seventh and eighth graders, you get to be leaders. What's your favorite part about being a leader to others? You get to connect with the kids. Mm -hmm. And you also can just like have fun while you're doing it. Like you can teach them more about the gospel while maybe you're just like, playing a game Mm -hmm. or just hanging out. So I really like Hilltop Camp and I get to teach there as a junior faculty and the kids look up to me so I have to be a good example. No matter where we're at, we can help build the future of the church and keep God's kingdom growing, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thanks for being here today, guys. We appreciate you so much.
1: Yeah, that's great. I love that, uh, love that we ended those sermon bumpers in our Church Matters series by hearing from the next generation. It's just a good reminder that the church is not just for us. It's for those who are coming behind us as well. The church still matters. That has been the thesis of this entire sermon series for the last eight weeks. And we've all been building up to today, Sherwood Oak 60th anniversary, birthday, I'm not sure which one to say, but happy whatever it is, Sherwood Oaks. We are so grateful for uh, 60 years uh, of of ministry and uh, bienvenidos to our uh, Iglesia Hispana congregation that is in here with us as well. We are so glad you're joining us. Now, wherever you are, even if you are joining us online this morning, uh, would you please entertain me for a moment? And if you have been a part of Sherwood Oaks Christian Church for more than 50 years, would you please stand up so that we can recognize you? (laughs) Haley, if you would have stood up, that would have been... (laughs) Great. Has anybody been here more than 50 years? we got one in the back. All right. Wonderful. Stay standing. Stay standing. Please stay standing. If you have been a part of Sherwood Oaks for more than 40 years, would you please stand? Please stand. If you've been a part, stay standing. Stay standing. Stay standing. More than 30 years. Please stand. More than 30 years. Please stand. Wonderful. See where this is going here. All right. More than 20 years. Please stand. Wow. Look at all of that. That's amazing. So, right around the year 2000 or so, everyone was scared of Y2K, right? And so you're like, man, we got to go to church. Um, Now, stay standing. Stay standing. Get up. Get up. Get up. Get up. Uh, If you have been a part of Sherwood Oaks for more than 10 years, stay standing. More than 10 years. Let's see it. Wow. All of the high school group was like, yeah, I was born then, so I can finally stand up. Uh, more than five years, five years, all right? Let's see our five years coming up. Great. If you have been a part of Sherwood Oaks for the last two years, why don't you stand up with them? Woo! The last year, stand up. You see where this is going, all right? The, the last six months, please stand. The last month, please stand. If you've been with Sherwood Oaks for three weeks, two weeks, if today is your first day, we especially want to welcome you to Sherwood Oaks. Woo-hoo! Yeah! Hey, stay standing. I'm going to clo- uh, start us, not close us. That was not the sermon. That would have... Been... Um, Sorry, but let me pray for us as we dive in. God, thank you so much for your church. Lord, thank you for the people that are standing in this room, those that stood uh, early on and those who said, "Ah, this is our first time here. Lord, we are grateful for this body. We are thankful for the work and the faithfulness of, of those who have come before us in the previous 60 years, who have made sacrifices of their time, of finances that have been light in this community and to many of us. Lord, we are grateful for the legacy that they have. And Lord, I pray that we will stand on their shoulders and continue to build that for the next 60 years and beyond. Lord, your church still matters. And may it matter in our lives and in this community now more than it ever has before. So God, please speak to us this morning about your church. And I pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, go ahead and have a seat. So 60 months ago, or 60 years ago this month, uh, Sherwood Oaks Christian Church got started. And it made me wonder what else started in 1962. And it turns out it was actually a pretty big year. It was uh, the the height of the Cuban Missile Crisis. John Glenn uh, became the first American to orbit the earth. Jackie Robinson became the first African-American inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Spider-Man and the Incredible Hulk are introduced into the Marvel Universe. And I can finally say you're welcome, Quentin, for putting in a Marvel uh, reference to this sermon. Did it for you, bud. Uh, I mentioned last week that we share a birthday with Taco Bell. Uh, Not only do we share a birthday with Taco Bell, but the first Target and Walmart both opened in 1962. In 1962, the Beatles released their first song in the U.K., The Rolling Stones formed as a band and made their debut. The Jetsons premiered on ABC. Anybody feeling old right now? West Side Story won Best Picture. Tom Cruise, Paula Abdul, and MC Hammer were all born and continue to be too legit to quit, if I say so myself. Johnny Carson became the host of The Tonight Show. Walter Cronkite became the anchor of CBS Evening News. Goldfish crackers were introduced in 1962, saving parents and grandparents of hungry, hungry toddlers everywhere. But not all food that was introduced in 1962 was good. Um, in Ontario, Canada, of all places, the first Hawaiian pizza was created. Bleh. <laughs> oh. Now, this has been a little divisive. This has been a little divisive. So let me see. Raise your hand if you like pineapple on your pizza and you're a little crazy. Okay? All right? Good. Uh, Raise your hand if you're like, no, pineapple does not belong on pizza. All right? I see. We are a church divided on this, but we find a way to unite in Christ together. Some fun facts. In 1962, a stamp cost four cents. Movie tickets were 79 cents. A new car would set you back $2,975. And a gallon of gas in that new car would be 31 cents per gallon, proving that inflation is still undefeated. (laughs) So a lot has changed, uh, obviously, in the last 60 years. But one thing hasn't it's that the church still matters. And that Jesus is still the most important person in the church. It all circles around him. And if the Lord so chooses to tarry, the church will still matter 60 years from now and beyond. Lord willing, our children, our grandchildren, our great-great-grandchildren will gather at Sherwood Oaks in 2082 to celebrate the faithful legacy that was launched all the way back then and continued even through us today. And I believe that there will be a gathering of believers, of seekers, of those trying to draw closer to God and to each other. There will be a gathering on that day as long as we continue to keep the main thing the main thing. There are so many things in our lives and even in the church that make us want to veer off this way or veer off this way and lose sight of the main thing. And what is the main thing? Jesus was asked that same question in our text today. And so if you have a Bible or a Bible app that you like to use, turn with me to Matthew 22. Matthew 22. We're going to be looking today specifically at verses 34 through 40. I read a book last week called Atomic Habits by James Clear. And his main point is that small, incremental, everyday routines compound over time into massive changes in our life. That minor actions, these these atomic actions, seemingly so small that they don't even matter, add up To create this explosion that helps break bad habits and form new ones in our lives. And the secret to to these kind of habits is just staying focused on the main thing. Keeping it simple. Oftentimes when we set out to make these big elaborate changes in our life, we think that we have to make these drastic changes. And his premise is no, it just starts with doing small things over time increasingly well. Don't overcomplicate it, just keep it simple. And man, I think that we are really good. I am really good at overcomplicating the simple. (laughs) Jesus knows that about us. And so he's kind of saying the same thing in our text today. Keep it simple. Look at it with me. Matthew chapter 22, starting in verse 34. Hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, one group of religious leaders, the Pharisees, another group of religious leaders, got together. One of them, an expert in the law, and so this is like, you know, one of those top-notch scholars, tested, it's an important word in this text, tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Now let's pause right here. We, we, don't, we don't pick up uh, this with our, with our modern ears, but there's actually quite a bit of tension in these three verses or so. Uh, the, the Sadducees and the Pharisees were two religious groups that, that didn't get along with one another, didn't see eye to eye on, on practically anything. But the one thing that they were united on is that they really didn't like this Jesus guy. <laughs> He was coming and causing a bit of a stir um, to kind of the power and authority and influence that they had held on to. And so all of a sudden they saw these these people that that they had had their thumb on for so long start following Jesus and, and start questioning some of the things that they had always known based on what Jesus was teaching them. And, and so they were trying to stop this Jesus movement. And they would ask him these questions. Not because they were curious about what his answer to the questions would be. They would ask him questions hoping that his answers would create a little bit of a split. Would create a little bit of a divide amongst those who had started to follow him. And so Jesus early, uh, just right before this passage that we, that we looked at, had given the equivalent of a mic drop to the Sadducees' question about marriage at the resurrection. And so the Pharisees see this as an opportunity to not only kick their enemy while they're down, but also put Jesus in maybe a bit of a tough spot. And so they ask him, Jesus, which commandment is the greatest in the law? And answering this question tactfully is easier said than done for Jesus Rabbis who had studied the, the law, the, the, the Old Testament and the prophets, they had counted 613 different laws to follow. And there was this debate about which law was the, the most meaningful, was the greatest, the, not, not, not in terms of the best, but in terms of like the, the most important one to follow. And so this teacher of the law, hoping to put Jesus in a tough spot, asked him, Jesus, what is the main knowing that he was going to answer that question to a crowd that would likely disagree with him. What is the main thing? What is most important to keeping and walking in our faith? And Jesus keeps it really simple for us. Look at his answer in verse 37. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment and the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. And I love this, this line, all the law and the prophets hang on these two commands. In other words, if you boil down all of those 613 laws, what you're going to wind up with are two things, love God, love people. And I way overcomplicate this. And Jesus shoots us straight and he says this is it love God love people that is the main thing that is the most important thing to keeping and walking in our faith love God love people everything else falls into place when you do those two things in big and in small ways and like atomic habits those small incremental everyday ways that we love God and love others compound over time To not just make a big difference in our life, but in the lives of others too. And I think in a way, that's the story of Sherwood Oaks Christian Church for these last 60 years. You look at the story of Sherwood Oaks and and there's not this one big like boom where, where God just moved and people came pouring in. It was step by step, steady faithfulness each and every day, each and every year. Adding up to this legacy of this church. The story of Sherwood Oaks comes down to this. It's small acts of loving God and loving others that have compounded over time into huge kingdom impact in our community and in our world. And that's who we've been for the last 60 years. It's who we still are today and it's who we will continue to be for the next 60 years and beyond. We are a church that is filled with people who love God and love others. And that love is expressed in the way that we live out God's desire and design for the church. In the way that we uphold the unity of the church and keep Christ central in all that we do. Our love for God and others is expressed when we gather for worship. And when we connect in groups. And when we serve others as the hands and feet in Jesus. The way that we partner together on mission all of the things that we have talked about over the last seven weeks in this series. It's all about why the church matters and how we continue to live out the greatest commandment today to keep the main thing, the main thing. That mission will always be central to Sherwood Oaks. We will always be that church that loves God and loves people. We want to be a church that helps people connect to God and find their people. And that message will be the same, even if as we, the ways that we communicate it adapts and changes. We, we communicate that message differently today than we did 60 years ago, and it'll be communicated differently 60 years from now than what we do today. And I think a really easy example of that is with our logo and our website. Logos and websites are our tools to help companies and organizations and churches communicate who they are and what they do. And at Sherwood Oaks, uh, we have had a handful of logos over the years. Uh, You might be able to look at one of those and say, oh yeah, that is when I started attending the church. I remember that logo right there. And each of those was to express who we are and what we do. And that message has been communicated over multiple versions of, of our website as, as well. And so we see some of these websites that uh, kind of scroll through. It's like uh, taking a, a little bit of a trip down memory lane. It uh, reminds me of the days of Napster and uh, Homestar Runner, if you were fans of those back in the day. <laughs> and as we celebrate our 60th anniversary today, we are putting a new look on that same mission of helping people love God and love others. Connect with God and connect with others. We are introducing a new logo that captures who we are and what we do. And so drum roll, everybody. You've seen it around, but officially here it is. The new Sherwood Oaks logo. Yeah. Nice. When I, when, I look at this, when I look at this logo, there, there are a few things that I see. Uh, I, I see the, the S in the middle, kind of the shadow outline of, of the S. But then if you pull back just a little bit more, you see the O that goes around it. And then the two C's coming together, S-O-C-C, right? Clever. Um, but more importantly, what I, what I first saw when I looked at this mark, and I think what really speaks to who we are as a church and and why we exist is I see two links connecting together, two hands coming together to make this connection. And and I think that that is who we are as a church. There is this connection that is being made, and man, we want to do the same thing. A connection happens in the context of relationships. Love happens in the context of relationships. And so we want to help people connect in relationship with God and connect in relationships with each other. Everything changes when you follow Jesus and find your people. When you make those connections. And we want to help you connect with God and others in the church. We want to connect with our community in rich and meaningful ways. We want to connect with our global mission partners and the good that they are doing around the world. And this desire to love God and love others, to connect with God and connect with others has been baked into the DNA of Sherwood Oaks Christian Church for the last 60 years and it will continue to be in the next 60 and beyond. And I think that this new logo helps capture that. And with this new logo comes a brand new website built from the ground up. Our current website platform predates things like iPhones and mobile browsers and half of the high schoolers in here and my girls. And so we thought, you know, it's probably time for an update. And if you've been on our website recently, you probably left feeling the same way. Uh, Jim Clark, our communications director, has done a great job over the last year that he's been on staff trying to kind of clean it up. But as the saying goes... It's like putting lipstick on a pig. And so we just said, you know what? We're rebuilding from the ground up. And so back in the summer, Jim and his team started that work. And uh, here is our new website. You'll be able to see some pages kind of scroll through. It'll be up later on this week. We hope that it'll be easier to navigate, be easier for you to find the things that you are looking for. And since two-thirds of our web traffic is from mobile devices, Uh, This new site is being built with mobile in mind first, um, but it'll look great on whatever platform and browser you use. So again, this will go live sometime later on this week. Uh, You can pick up one of the uh, new logo stickers out in the lobby today as you leave. Uh, I put one on my car on Thursday afternoon uh, before the official embargo was lifted. Uh, Thank you, Jim, for that. Uh, But you can grab one, put it on your car, water bottle, notebook, wherever. And let it serve as a reminder of why Sherwood Oaks matters, why the church matters, why you matter to the church. That it's about helping every generation love God and love others. As we celebrate 60 years of God's incredible work and faithfulness here at Sherwood Oaks, may we continue to stay humble and stay hungry. May we stay humble knowing that anything good that has happened in and amongst us is only by the grace of God. May we stay hungry knowing that there are more people to reach with the good news of Jesus, more people to serve as the hands and feet of Jesus, helping them know, love, and follow him with us. And the truth is, is that we want to help you connect with God and connect with others. But we know that the mission field is is outside of these doors and it is so much bigger than just us in here. And as a church, we have been sent out by Jesus to be his ambassadors who are eager and present and empathetic and thoughtful in the way that we live and love and serve those in Bloomington and Bedford and beyond. So as we wrap up today... It's a day of celebration, a day of looking back and looking ahead. We want to remember that the God who loves us is also the God who loves those in our life who are living far from him. He desires to set them free. He desires to set you free from your hurts and your habits and your hang-ups. He desires to give you a new life and a fresh start. And the best part is, is that He desires to use you to help others know and follow Him. And as we close out this morning, we have four boards that are placed around the worship center. Two up here and then two in the back. And during response time this morning, we invite you to go to one of those boards. And we have some sharpies that are there. And take one of those sharpies and write the first name of someone that you are or have been praying would just come to know Jesus, come to find his love and his grace in their life. Write that person's name on the board and then on the tables next to those boards, you'll also find a Christmas invite card. And we encourage you to to prayerfully consider grabbing one of those and giving it to the person whose name you write down this morning. In his Christmas account, the Apostle John writes these words in John 1.14, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. Jesus came to connect with us and make a way for us to connect with God and with each other. Through his death, burial, and resurrection, Jesus showed us what it truly means to love God and love others. May we continue to walk in that love and share it with others. Jesus, thank you for your church. It still matters. It's important. It's important now as it was 60 years ago and before. And Lord, we are grateful for those who have come before us and have paved the way, have introduced us to you, have challenged us, have maybe even brought us here this morning for the first time, hoping that we would just be able to find what, what others have found, this love and this grace and this peace that can only be found in you, Jesus. And Lord, I pray that others who come behind us will know, love, and follow you because of what they see and experience in us. God, may Sherwood Oaks continue to be a light in this community and around the world. And Lord, may you use us as your ambassadors who go out, who are eager and present, who are empathetic and thoughtful in the way that we engage the world around us. And so, Lord, thank you for sixty years of great ministry, and we look forward to what you are going to continue to do in and through this body. We pray it in Jesus' name, Amen.
0: Thank you for watching this message from Sherwood Oaks Christian Church. Did you know you can view any message from the past six years at socc.org/messages? You can also view complete worship services from the past month at socc.tv.